0: and start building excellence in your life, leadership, and legacy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Building Excellence Podcast. Uh, I've got Matt Bayless on today with me, so thanks for being here, Matt.
1: Uh, really appreciate Happy to be on. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind, give us a little background on yourself and tell us a little bit about your life growing up.
1: Man, uh, I grew up most of my life in Tulsa, born in Houston, lived in New Jersey for a bit. That was pretty interesting. And then I grew up mostly in Tulsa, you know, private school kid from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Uh, you know, never really had much to worry about in life, to be honest with you. Um, Had, you know, great parents, great family. Um, Just was very blessed growing up and had a lot of opportunities to grow, to, to excel and Um, you know, went to a great institution for school, and so uh, uh, my story is pretty pretty blessed, but I would say I I was able to learn a lot from, you know, where I grew up and some of the people I was able to interact with, some of the opportunities that I had. So uh, growing up for me was um, definitely uh, something that helped me Build the person I am today and the people around me helped me a lot, uh, especially in the, the Tulsa area. Uh, meeting people like Bailey and um, his younger brother, Brett, and just uh, all the friends that I made up in Tulsa really helped me grow as a person and kind of build the foundation of who I was when I got into college. And I was able just to kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. And like you mentioned, you're, uh, you know, Brett, my little brother, is one of your best friends. And uh, so you kind of grew up around my house. So you're like a little yes. brother being around as well as Brett. Yeah. So for better, for worse.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were over at, uh, at the Miles' house all the time, just uh, ruining Bailey's day. Yeah. Just annoying him as much as possible.
0: And we got to annoy you back. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. You got me back a lot, too. But
0: one of the things, in all seriousness, though, is I've been able to watch and see your progression as a person. And I think that's been one of the, the funnest things to see uh, you progress into the person you are. And then obviously, you know, you're married and you have uh, an amazing spouse right now and, and just going in the right, right direction. So that's why, you know, for me, it's, it's been fun to watch and see, uh, you overcome adversity and continue to push through, um, to reach your goals that you've had that's been set before you. So that's what is really cool for me to watch. And uh, that's why I want to definitely get to and share, but talk about, you got two older sisters, um, what was that like growing up with those sisters and, and how did you guys uh, compete especially in sports just being around athletics all the time
1: so it's, it's funny you know I played uh, you know D1 college football but I don't think I was the most successful athlete in my family um, <laughs> you know Elizabeth is my older sister and she she's you know was very uh, she took care of me just because I was the youngest and she was she was always kind of the other the second mom figure to me uh, other than my uh, regular mom but um, Christina and I you know we were in high school together at the same time and Christina was just um you know star athlete best basketball player played volleyball you know you know winning conference championships and I came in and I don't know if I could uh uh I didn't further the Bayless name in, um, in <laughs> athletics when it comes to just overall success, but um, I was able to just kind of take um, both of them, you know, both of them were great education wise that, you know, I think uh, I learned a lot from them. I, maybe them being so smart and successful in school, uh, well, I may have been a disappointment to some, <laughs> some <laughs> of the teachers when I, when I came through because I wasn't anything uh, like my sisters but i was able to learn a lot from them uh the way they handled school I and mean, christina the way she handled sports i mean she was uh she was a stud and um it was cool to watch her you know succeed in what she did and it kind of gave me uh you know goals growing up you know i wanted to be successful in in the sports that i played in and, and you know um it it, it helped me kind of grow this foundation of okay i, I want to I want to take my you know god given abilities and try to do something with them and you know i played as many sports as i could um you know she loved playing multiple sports sports i loved playing I, I played four sports my freshman year you know baseball basketball golf and football um, i had to give up golf my sophomore year which is probably a good thing i wasn't that good um but just you know those playing all those sports it really was you know helped me build myself as an athlete but it was really me just trying to find you know what what can I, what talent can I use, you know, later on in life and um, when it comes to college or maybe even farther. And I think I found that in, uh, in football um, and I was able to, you know, use what I learned from them and just kind of take that into college where, you know, I had to start really focusing on school and, you know, really dedicate myself to college football because it's, it's, you know, some people think it's, easy to be a a D1 athlete and that we're all special and treated so well, but it gets tough. It it gets really tough. Um, you know, four years of constant, you know, full days, it's not easy. It was a little bit easier for me because I was a specialist. So (laughs) I can't say that I was doing all the work that the, you know, running backs and quarterbacks and D line and all those guys were doing, but I was definitely there and it got, it got tough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you talked about your sisters and how they set a really good example for you. Obviously, you have two great parents. Your dad uh, played football at Texas Tech for a little bit, right? For a little bit, yeah. Dad didn't,
1: dad didn't, I don't think that lasted very long. He was he was big in high school, but you know, big in high school doesn't mean you're big in college. So, yeah. Uh, I think that he was also he was putting himself through uh, college. So he was bartending and working on a. Uh, he was he was roughnecking in the summers. He was parking semi trucks in the winter. Um, he was working at the bars as bartenders just to put himself through college. So I could I couldn't do that. I, I mean I played college sports and there's just no way. And you know he's a lot tougher than I am. Um, and I actually I work with him now and um, I've just been able to learn so much from him and what he's been through and. Um, I think he was really happy that I was able to experience college sports without having to go through what he went through to, to try to do it. And, um, he was, he was definitely, you know, very supportive. And so was my mom. My mom was uh, a TU grad. She went to TU law after Texas tech. So, uh, they're very into the Tulsa community. And so, um, moving back there, I think really was a, a ultimate goal for them. Um, and she's, you know, she raised three kids and <laughs> managed to raise me, uh, <laughs> bless her heart, and yeah. she dealt with me, and she, she's uh, she's definitely someone that I look up to, and I, I've, I've just always said when I talk to people that I've been blessed with just an amazing family. I know a lot of people don't get the opportunity to, to be as close to their family as I am, and, you know, to have such amazing, supportive parents, and I, I'm glad I was able to take advantage of that and that's also kind of one of my goals is to make sure that, you know, friends and family and kids that I may have in the future and my wife, that I'm just as supportive and there for them as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's great. And, you know, one thing that people might uh, hear your story and think, Oh, well, he had a great family, Well, was there any pressure um, from, you know, maybe the achievement that some of uh, your sisters had, like that fell back on you because you were the youngest. Yeah. And so you are watching Christina or, or, Elizabeth, or even just knowing the background of your family, was there any pressure that came to that, like uh, that you put on yourself? There was
1: pressure um, whenever I, I found that I was good at, at something. So it, you know, when uh, I was always pretty average at every sport, I was I was you know I was good at everything, not really great at, at one. And so um, when I finally got my my niche my niche in uh, in deep snapping, it was kind of like okay. Is this, is, are you gonna take this serious? Is this it? Like, you're good at this. You, you know, you excel at this. People are interested in you. Like, are you gonna take advantage of it? And I think that's when the pressure finally um, kind of started hitting me. And, um, you know, it was never, um, if this doesn't work out, we're gonna be upset with you. <laughs> it was more of like, I want to, you know, take the stress off my parents. They've been amazing to put me through you know, the school that we had in Oklahoma, you know, what, what can I give back to them? You know, all this money they've, they've spent on me for sports and for education. What can I give back to them? And, and you know, college, to be honest with you, football wasn't my favorite sport <laughs> you that right now. Um, but when I knew I was good at deep snapping, it was, it was the goal at that point. It didn't matter if it was my favorite sport or not. It's what I needed to do because it was where I could be successful. It was where I could help my parents out. It's where I could go get an education paid for, um, which nowadays is, you know, it's like gold to find, to get education paid for is, is anybody would want that. They'd do anything for that.
0: Absolutely. It's become so
1: expensive. And so um, I think uh, the pressure was there. I put on myself mainly. To, to try to, you know, help my parents out, be successful, and, and ultimately, you know, try to build a future for myself, possibly, in football. Um, you know, like can tell you now, it didn't work out um, now, but it was still the experience itself. I would never change. I would never go back and change anything about it.
0: Sure. So. Well, when did you start to realize that you had some talent within football and long snapping?
1: I think it was my – my sophomore year it was freshman or sophomore year I, I I'd done it as a freshman for field goal you know, you don't really you don't do a lot of field goal in freshman football you just kind of <laughs> you get you get close you just try to score something because you don't usually have the kicker to get to to make anything right and so I'd done it for field goal in middle school freshman year and sophomore year when I started doing punts I just you know just kind of grabbed a football and just did it and i always kind of tell people when i'm um, talking about deep snapping is you either have it or you don't you yeah you have have the base for it or you don't um so you know as soon as i saw that i could throw a football through my legs pretty well i was like all right i can build off this and so I, i started doing that kind of my sophomore year um i was snapping for practice i i Uh, was snapping for I I think the only game I didn't snap was the first game we had a guy above me um, who who started the first game didn't do so well so I was able to kind of step in my my sophomore year and play varsity for the whole year and and, you know that experience is playing playing young that'll that'll teach you to get over some nerves and to fight through stress because you know those guys have been playing for four years they want to be successful and you're not going to be the kid the sophomore that ruins it so um that helped me build kind of my uh my confidence in myself and then you know it's just like it's strange it's just like every sport you have the aau kind of lifestyle for deep snapping it's hilarious it's like you have have these camps that you go to and you build in this kind of following from colleges. And that's how you connect to people, which I thought was so funny. I thought it was only like, you go play basketball camps or baseball camps or football camps and get your name out there for like, you know, O-line camps or D-line camps. And when I found that there was this huge network of special teams and camps and college camps, I was like, wow, there's actually like a lot of potential here. And so I started going to those And, um, I realized, you know, I'm one of the best guys out here. And I went, my, my first camp I ever went to, I believe I was a beginning of my sophomore year. I went to a camp in Dallas with probably the biggest name in deep snapping, Rubio, long snapping. Um, and I beat, I won the camp. I beat the kid that had just got a full scholarship to Texas, a sophomore. He was a, he was a senior. And I was like all right, you know, (laughs) that's not uh, telling you something right there. Like, and that was with just picking it up and doing it. I Mm -hmm. hadn't gone to a coach at all. I, you know, I just grabbed a football and started snapping.
0: Well, you had natural uh, ability from Rusty. So yeah,
1: yeah. Rusty just, (laughs) you know, I just learned everything from (laughs) him.
0: I'm just kidding. And,
1: and, and, you know, it's it's funny though. I think deep snapping requires a lot of hand-eye coordination, not a lot of uh, athletic ability, which favored me. (laughs) <laughs> so that was good um, well
0: also real quick i want to get back into that story but also you were kind of in a sense i mean not really but you were kind of a late bloomer as you were you're growing throughout oh, high yeah. school i mean you grew a mm-hmm. ton so back when you were a freshman i mean you were uh, how tall were you maybe six four i was quite uh,
1: six three kind of six, three. towards yeah towards the middle of my freshman year okay but more
0: six. more long kind of gangly grown in your body Still am, right. but
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, over time you're starting to grow in your body, you're starting to gain a little bit more of that athletic athleticism from yeah. actually maturing, growing your body. Yeah. And talk about that along with going to these camps, starting to gain some confidence in yourself. Because confidence, as we all know, is is critical to success in whatever endeavor we're we're doing. Okay. And you know, I, I think you can literally see the progression of your confidence throughout high school, as you progress in sports and academically, and then on to college, and even now. But talk about that a little bit too. So
1: you know, being I wasn't I was still tall as a freshman. You know, six three is still pretty tall. And then I hit my sophomore year and I hit six five. And then just from there, from sophomore to senior year, I eventually hit six seven. And you know, freshman year, a kid with braces, I was missing uh, uh, the two teeth these two teeth I was missing, um, man, I was a goofy kid and <laughs> was a little chubby, it just it was it was it wasn't a freshman year wasn't a great time. Uh, but, you know, I, slowly as I, you know, got older and I was a late bloomer, I was young for my class, I think my parents always wanted to hold me back, which uh, hindsight might have been a good thing. I don't, <laughs> but um, it, it I started kind of developing uh, more as, a, as an athlete, um, you know, just in height. I mean, height can take you so far in sports. Um, and so just kind of building off of that, you know, I was, you know, surprisingly not the tallest guy in school, but, you know, the, being being one of the taller guys, it helped me a lot in a lot of sports. Um, in football, it actually wasn't as important when it came, especially to deep snapping. I, you know, I'd go to camps, and I'd be the tallest guy there by, five inches and so in deep snapping it wasn't so much a uh, a benefit and so it was more of me building my confidence uh, as a just an athlete overall and so um playing my my sophomore year i think the small school lifestyle kind of helped me build my confidence especially at Holland hall when you, know, you only have 60 70 kids a grade you know you play if you're good you play it doesn't matter what grade you're in. Um, I know in the bigger schools, it's, you don't get to touch varsity until you're a junior. And so I think, uh, you know, I was able to play varsity in every sport my sophomore year, some my freshman year. Um, and that that builds confidence, in my opinion. I think the thing that builds confidence is experience and um, starting younger, getting to play younger, just develops more experience and... and um playing at those levels when you're young you have a lot of pressure on you because you're trying to keep up with the older guys who are really good and you're trying to (laughs) you're trying to be successful not for yourself but for them and so uh you know snapping when I was younger as I kind of went into my junior year I was like all right I've done this you know (laughs) I've 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 played I've I've been on varsity I'm basically at this point you know I I'm, I'm a senior in my mind. Right. And so I'm, I'm playing basketball as uh you know, as someone who's been there, I've I've playing baseball as someone who's played the best teams and played with the best guys at our school. And um, same with football and, you know, we sophomore year, you know, we went to SPC championship and I, you know, that, or freshman year, was it? Um, sophomore, and I was, I think, <laughs> and uh, you know, just to be a part of that, that's, that's you know that's big time as, as a, a younger guy in high school and so I think just kind of growing from there it was the the biggest thing was experience for me I you know I think no matter what my body was going to grow and develop and I was going to become more athletic thank God <laughs> I stayed the way I was a freshman I wouldn't be on your podcast but uh, <laughs> um, that was going to happen at at that point it was a mental thing for me it was overcoming you know, uh, any fears or nervousnesses, nervousness that I would get on on the field or on the court. And so I think I, I just kind of used that and plus the growth in my body, just combined it all together, and, and that really what is what made me a better athlete. I don't think I was ever the person to excel athletically when it came to speed and strength, you know, quickness. That was not me i was not the guy you're not gonna look down on the court but that guy's fast no (laughs) i'm the last one down the court but uh uh i think uh overall just kind of as an overall athlete i had a lot of things i had to bring together to to just kind of build myself
0: yeah and and you started to identify things and skill sets you were good at with long snapping so you're going to these camps Um, you start to gain some confidence and you start to really hone in on like kind of your craft in a sense. Right. Yeah. And so you go to these camps, you get to realize that, Hey, I can, I can actually do this. I can play it. I can be this guy at a high level. Um, talk about after you to those camps, uh, what were some things that transpired to get you uh, to where you, you went to UTSA on a scholarship and what was the recruiting process like for you? So
1: recruiting is really fun. I will say one thing, getting recruited to, play D1 football, is, you know, they have the most money so they can, you know, it's 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 really enjoyable and it's a big confidence booster. I mean, when you get letters in from uh, o- Oregon, Oklahoma State, Georgia Tech, you know, you hear about LSU calling your head coach and, and things of that nature, you know, I, I was really like, wow, like this is, you know, flattering, right? And um, I think at the end of the day, I wanted to go somewhere I could play. Um, which ended up narrowing it down to kind of Oklahoma State and UTSA. And man, my mind was set on Oklahoma State at one point. It was, I was going to every game I could. I was constantly talking to the coach. And then I kind of realized that, you know, the bringing in another deep snapper my age, um, I'd have to go to camp and compete with the three that they already have, plus the two that they're bringing in, and that they only have scholarship to deep snappers. And I'm like, that's never been my goal. Right. Mm-hmm. That's never, that's never been what I've wanted. And um, it would have been really cool to play at a, you know, a big school like that. But I, I that wasn't, I was a small school kid anyway. You know, it was never like, I want to play in the biggest school, best field, and, you know, most fans. It was more of like, I just want to play. <laughs> and so, um, UTSA was really, you know, they were hounding me. They were, Larry Coker was the coach when I went in. He came to school, which uh, just blew my mind because I was a deep snapper. You know, what <laughs> head coach comes and visits the deep snapper, right?
0: Uh-huh. Um, he must be pretty good. <laughs>
1: yeah. Either that or, you know, they really needed somebody.
0: And, and um, for those that don't know, Larry Coker was the head coach of Miami uh, whenever they won the yeah. national championship in what, yep. 2001, 2000? Uh, I mean, Around there. I can't
1: remember the year. It was, you know, it was a while it was back. Radius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the U team, that uh, uh, yeah, he would, he had been through a lot of experience down there. But uh, just overall recruiting, that was a huge confidence booster. And so um, finally when I realized kind of OSU was going to be this really tough situation to get onto the field, not that I didn't want to battle adversity. I just knew at the end of the day I would be fighting for half a scholarship. That's just, to me, I just don't feel like that's worth it. And so um, I went and down to UTSA and I visited and I actually really liked the campus. It's kind of it's different. It's 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 not like those big spread out OSU's A&M's or, you know, where the campus takes up the whole city. Um, It's very, you know, you know, compact. And I I was like, this really reminds me of the small school lifestyle that I've, you know, grew up in. And, um, you know, I didn't do the whole signing day thing. I, I signed a, a preferred walk on in a conference room by myself and faxed it all by myself, just because that's how, kind of how I wanted to do it. I didn't want to do the, the big, you know, table with the hats and I just didn't, it's not really me. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I, you know, all those camps that I had gone to, uh, kind of back to the first part of your question, um, There's a lot of college camps that you go to. And so I I was traveling across the United States to all these different college camps. And I started, I think the first one I went to was Arizona State. And um, that was really cool. Arizona State's the opposite of small school lifestyle. I don't know if you've ever been there. And um, they had, at the time, the old TU coach was the head coach there. I can't remember his name. Todd Graham. Um, Thank you very much. Um, so I actually got to meet him. He picked me out of the whole entire camp. at Tulsa boy, come here. And, you know, was talking to me and all that. And I had actually just won the camp because um, special teams is all about competition, right? So every camp you go to, you're going to have, at the end of the day, it's like, who's going to win the camp? So I went and I, I went and won Arizona State. Um,
0: well, and what defines winning camp? Like, are you drills and things?
1: So you, you, you basically just go up there and like, all right, we're going to do this many snaps. It's worth this many points. You know, if a good snap is worth five points, bad snap, you know, minus two or something like that. And everybody else had their own target. So it was really funny. You'd go somewhere, you'd be snap into something different every, every camp you went to. It. At Arizona State, we started off snapping to the goalpost, which um, was funny in my mind, because, it's just not the same as snapping to a person. But at the end, we snapped into a trash can. And so it's, it's standing straight up, and you're snapping the ball 15 yards away from the ground. And so to, to get it into the trash can, you would have to do this huge arc. That's not what you do in a game. And um, somehow, I, I don't know how I did it, but I just one on a line, and it just went right over the front lip and hit the back and went in. And the coach goes, all right, we have our winner. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> They Gave me a couple of Arizona State shirt, or uh, yeah, Arizona State shirts, and uh, told me good job, gave me a recruiting letter, and sent me on my way, and let me talk to the head coach. And to be honest with you, it ended there. I, you know, I contacted them back, but they had a they had a freshman already there that was going to start, and so it was kind of one of those things where I didn't get to get the opportunity. And then I flew up from there to Oregon, uh, and I snapped at Oregon and won that one. went back home to OSU and snapped at OSU and I won that one. And then I went to Tulsa and I won that one. And it was like, wow, like I'm good at this. Like, this is, this is my thing. Like I can excel at this and um, went to UTSA and the coach was like, I'm not worried about your snapping. Like, I want you here. I know you can snap a football. Like, that's not my, my thing. I want you to come in. I want you to snap for us soon um and that's why i signed the preferred walk on there to get a scholarship straight out of high school for deep snapping you're either going to texas alabama lsu or like auburn you know there's only a handful of schools that that'll do it and um so you know you're, you're going in to fight for a scholarship and i think uh my big thing is i wanted to find a place i knew i could i could win you know? And if you're telling me I have to go against five guys against three guys or two guys, I'm going to take the two guys because I want to play. And not just because I don't think I can beat out the five guys. I, I want to play for four years. I don't want to have to wait two years. I don't want to have to sit on the sideline and, you know, sit in my dorm room and miss every, you know, game. And so I went to UCSA and I, I after two semesters, I was on scholarship and I was starting. And so, Um, and I played four, four full years of football and I I couldn't have done that anywhere else for two or for three of those years. I didn't have a backup. My backup was a linebacker. It was second string linebacker. And so it was just one of those things where I was so confident in myself and the coaching staff was so confident in me. Um, it just came so easily. And that's what I, that was one of the things I knew when looking at UTSA that, you know, I have the the support here. I know I can be successful here. I'm going to go here. And it it wasn't because I didn't think I was going to be successful anywhere else. I just wanted to play and I wanted a scholarship. Yeah. Where can I go where that's going to be? That path is there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I really ultimately ended up choosing UTSA.
0: Yeah. And it was the timing of everything. Situations occur where they they might have some guys scholarship stuff. The timing is that. And the opportunity was there for you to go to Oklahoma state. I mean, uh, yeah, UTSA. It, it, really is.
1: it is a lot about timing. Cause a, a lot of these kids, the kids that the bigger schools, you know, signing a preferred walk on there is, is almost like, you know, they're already got scholarship guys that they are coming out of high school. They're already offering long snappers scholarships. So if you're not the guy that's getting the scholarship out of high school, you're not the guy.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause at the
1: end of the day, it's, it's football is a lot of politics and they're going to play the guys that they have invested in. And, try to play them until they're successful or until they fail and that could take two years yeah (laughs) you only got four you know so (laughs) i'm i'm going to the place where the the coach wants me that's why i always tell people i'm like go where you wanted i don't yeah i don't care if you want to play for a national championship and ride the bench the whole time if that's what you want to do do it but at the end of the day you're going to be happy where you're wanted if, if everybody at the school doesn't like you or the coaches don't have faith in you and aren't confident in you, you're not going to be confident in yourself and you're not going to be successful. And so I went somewhere I was wanted. And you're telling me you have three deep snappers and another guy you're bringing in in the same class? That just sounds like you don't want me. It just sounds
0: like you're <laughs>
1: trying to find another little cog in the machine that you're trying to you know build. But, you know, it didn't feel that way at UTSA. It was like, hey, we need you. We want you here. We want you to play. And that's what we
0: need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And they were invested was, in you. Yeah. One yeah, thing, uh, exactly. I don't want to backtrack too much. I want to get into your story, UTSA, but talk about when you first went to that first camp in high school, how did you get, did you take the initiative to go to the camp? Or did it just kind of come about or did you kind of know what you wanted so, to do and you went and got it?
1: Uh, I went to a, another, one of those, uh, Rubio camps, which mm-hmm. were, you know, weren't college affiliated. They were just a, you know, a guy that built a brand, um, for long snapping and how he coached it. And uh, he came up to me and said, hey, you're a junior, it's your you know, summer junior, it's time, let's go. Like, you need, to just, you need to get out there. And so I started looking into college camps and I started thinking about schools that'd be really cool to play at, um, which was kind of the initial thought, right? Where it would be cool to play at, right? Um, and so I thought, okay, like, hey, OSU has a camp, that's right down the road, that's easy, right? Um, but uh, then I thought, you know, why, why stop at Oklahoma? You know, why not expand it a little bit? Let's, you know, let's go to Texas. I went down to Austin for the Texas camp. Um, I went, you know, I was thinking where, where can I see my talent at its full extent? Right. You know, where can I go snap and be like, all right, am I the best guy here? Am I just, you know, in the middle? Like, what am I? You know, because the, there's not every snapper in the world is at those 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 Rubio camps, right? There's multiple other guys that have snapping camps. So you go to the college ones and you see the guys that are good. And so uh, he was like, hey, you're good. Let's, let's go. Let's start. And so I think the first one we signed up for was OSU. But then we saw some more that were before that. And we're like, you know, are we going to do this? You know, I'm not playing no baseball this summer right no basketball this summer so what's this summer about and it turned into the summer of let's get recruited and so we signed up for you know arizona state we signed up for oregon we signed up for texas we signed up for tu we signed up for osu um utsa just you know what we could we, we did and i you know that's where my parents came in i mean that's support that's flights that's hotels that's camp fees Um, fortunate enough for them to take care of that for me and I know a lot of people aren't blessed with that and so um, I think it was taking advantage of the opportunity that I had Um, I don't know if it's so much a fault to have the opportunity I feel like some people you know don't like it when people have the opportunity to do stuff I'm like well you know um, my parents you know they worked hard and that's what they wanted for me and so they were willing to do that. And my mom went with me, everyone, my dad was busy. It was my mom. She took me to Arizona stage, took me to Oregon, took me down to Austin, wherever I needed to go. She, she took care of it. And so, um, that was kind of the, the support system that was needed to get that done. And if you're doing it on your own, it's, it's possible. You can, you can work, you can drive, you can, you, you know, you know if your parents let you drive all the way to you know (laughs) by yourself or Oregon, but um you know there there does take initiative from me to get it done and that was um kind of you know i i laid the ground like hey i'm gonna go do this and they were just there to be like all right we're gonna help you let's do it yeah and um, i i would say you know if you want your parents to support you, you got to show that you're interested. Right. And you got to show that, like, Hey, I want to go, let's go, let's go. Like, I want to be there. Um, that's what it's going to take to get that done. It's not, you know, always going to be all about the money. It's like, do you want to do it? Do you see yourself being successful in it? If you're half into it, don't do it. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you're either full into it. or You're not. Yeah, because if you go do all that and you're not in full into you're just wasting money.
0: Mm-hmm. But opinion. you know, kind of the the point that I want to make off that that story is that first off, you knew what you wanted. Yeah. Secondly, you took advantage of the opportunities that were given to you. So no matter what the opportunities were, everyone has some type of unfair advantage, and you took yeah. you took advantage of that, and then also you took the initiative to go to these camps to do that. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like maybe at the time, even if you were a fantastic long snapper, you didn't have everyone just knocking on your door at the start. Like you took the yeah. initiative to do it. And then all of a sudden that happened because of you taking the initiative and working yeah. hard. So with that being said, let's go into your time at UTSA. You know, you had, you said you got to do four great years of, of long snapping, being on scholarship. You got to play against uh, some good teams and, and went to some bowl games. Right. Um, What's
1: one bowl game,
0: one, one bowl game. One, okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So singular, not not plural, but yeah, still, no, like that's a great, that's experience. A great experience. experience. Talk about talk about some of the lessons you learned while being on on the team at UTSA. UTSA.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so you know, I redshirted my uh, freshman year, and that's what most people do. But what was weird for me, I was a red. I was a backup deep snapper as a redshirt. So if the opportunity ever came, I was in. And there goes my redshirt year. And now I'm you know, one year less because you have four to play or five to play four. Right. So I was there five years, but I I played four. Um, But overall, you know, my, my red shirt year was a big culture change. It was, you know, in high school, it's it's not all about sports. It's not it's not all about one sport. It's just about being a high school kid and just kind of being an athlete and a student overall when you get to college, it's football. And, and um, as a freshman, you're not in the hardest classes, right? You're just getting going. So you, you're doing your education, but you're 100% about football. It's you know, 6 a.m. You're in the locker room. You're, pra- you're practicing right after, you know 7, 8, right after film. You're out there for three and a half hours. You go to class and it, it turns, you think, oh, I'm going to college. It's going to be you know, it's college, it's fun, it's awesome, it's, you know, you get to, and it was, don't get me wrong, but it it turns into a job, and I don't think I was prepared for that, Um, it took me a couple months to get comfortable, maybe a little bit longer, Um, because you are constantly, your day is football, 100%, other days about football if you're sleeping it's because you're getting rest for football if you're doing homework it's because you're making sure you're you're eligible and uh you're getting it done before practice because football is priority one right <laughs> and so that was the big culture change for me i, I learned that um at, at the beginning that you, you you had to be focused on your sport and then from there you'd learn how to balance everything right you just kind of had to establish yourself for the first couple of months. You know, I, I just went to camp. Um, it was, you know, no school, all football, all day. Um, it was it was an interesting experience, actually a really fun experience as a specialist. I know anybody, in, anybody else on the team would tell you that camp is brutal. Um, and I would agree with them for them. I think I, what they did was crazy and, you know, tough. And that was incredible what they went through. As a specialist, it was it got it was getting comfortable and confident in yourself, and so uh, camp was definitely a learning experience. And then it was camp straight into season as a as a backup deep snapper as a freshman. And so I was taking all twos reps. And if you're taking twos reps, you know there's kind of this pecking order, and it, you're taking twos reps. You're part of the team. You could play at any moment, right? If you're on twos, right? So you're not the the freshman that everybody just kind of like pushed off so he'll play in a couple of years, right, or, you know, he's not that, he's just a scout team guy, like, I was like, hey, team snapper goes down, you're in, buddy, we play Houston this year, and we play, we play you know, you know, teams that you watch on TV, like, we play them all this year, so just be ready, and so, uh, um, that was a huge kind of shift in my mentality, it went from, you know, just being an athlete and being good at deep snapping to like, hey, time to, impl- time to apply it, you know, here, here we go. <laughs> um, so it was, it was getting comfortable. It took me a little while. Um, but overall, that's when kind of the, the, the base mentality started forming for, for me and who I was as a person. You know, I, uh, I think um, college sports put you through a lot of adversity. And so that's where you kind of learn – to handle, you know, tough stuff. And so are you going to fold or are you going to, you know, fight through it? And I, I think, um, you know, I wasn't the most athletic or I wasn't the strongest, wasn't the fastest, right? And so there's a lot of adversity in the weight room, you know, probably the weakest guy on the team, right? And that that's <laughs> that's actually pretty tough to, you know, to, to be, you know, me and the freshman kicker are the weakest guys <laughs> on the team. That's not... <laughs> That's, that's tough to go through because you know these guys are big dudes throwing around 500 pounds like it's nothing and you're you're doing a quarter of that. For a different workout, all right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was uh? You had a teammate. What's he plays for the Saints, right? Is that right?
1: Oh, Marcus Davenport. You
0: yeah. and yeah, Marcus. If you guys were to go against each other, you definitely, definitely put him on. Yeah, the I'd, I'd
1: take him. Yeah, if he ever listens to this, he knows I'll, 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 I'll beat him in anything. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was my height and about forty five pounds heavier than me, <laughs> three times as strong. Um, you know, guys are – these. It's just you finally see, you know, freak athletes like do you just that that's what the first thing you kind of get uh, accustomed to is to seeing everybody on this team is good, right? You know, in high school, you had your kids that were you know, <laughs> they're there, right? Um, you know, they're trying, right. But everybody on the team is good. They're strong. They're athletic. And so walking in, you know, being the deep snapper who in a lot of people's minds is probably the least important position on the field. And then also being the least athletic and the weakest. It was a lot of adversity just my freshman year, kind of overcoming that. You know, what's my mentality? Is that going to affect me? Right? Is that going to change? Am I going to give up right there because I'm not up to par with these guys in some instances? And, uh, and, and in my mind, it was like, I'm not up to par of the D linemen. Who cares? Right? <laughs> I'm a deep <laughs> snapper. If anybody wants to come deep step against me, I'm gonna beat them, right? And so that was kind of my mentality my freshman year was like, okay. I'm good at what I do. It doesn't matter what anybody else does, right? On the field. If what I'm doing contributes to the team and gets the job done and, and you know, it is, in, it, you know, am I doing my one eleventh? What a lot of the coaches would say, um, then nothing else matters, right? As long as I'm being successful in what I do. And so I had to learn that pretty quick that I won't be the strongest. I won't be the fastest on a team ever, ever. Every some wherever you go, someone's always stronger and faster, right? Um, unless you're like I you don't know, Aaron Donald. But <laughs> um, it, that was kind of the first learning experience that I had to go through. And then I think uh, a lot of people think that just getting to college and and being there is the final goal. And I'm like, you got to build yourself you got to build relationships you're never going to get through any of this alone Um, I think I was fortunate to have amazing friends other specialists that I played with that just became my friends for life and then just you know other people um, my age that I met you know through sports just kind of bonding over them or with them and that was huge And I think um, that was what got me through my freshman year and then from there it was kind of just cake like let's go like that's you know obviously dealt with more adversity but now I knew how to handle it right just be confident be confident in what you do and, and the way to be confident is you have to be committed to your sport you know you can't just lackadaisically just be like oh I play football walk around don't do well in school you know You're just a big guy on campus think it's all about you because you play football that's never going to get you anywhere right it's that's only going to be a hindrance to you and so learning my freshman year like hey nobody nobody's worried about you the only person that needs to you know needs to be worried about what you're doing is you and you need to take care of it yourself and then everything else will come right and so i struggle a little bit my in the classroom my freshman year um just because i was i was handling so much that i wasn't ready for and kind of trying to you know be have fun and hang out with friends and enjoy college but and also play football and do school and it, it i had to learn how to balance all that and so when it comes to overall like you know the football experience to say it was just football i i don't think anybody will ever tell you that when you play football it's just football it, it, there's so much more to it you have to be in school, you, you're not going to get through without a community around you. And then, you know, once that's all built, football is so much easier, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you come home after a workout and, you know, you have, you're behind on 10 assignments and you have no friends, it's going to be tough. (laughs) It it, it doesn't matter how well you did in practice, you know, it's just, it's just not going to be there. It, so you have to be able to build yourself as a full human being once you get to college. Now is the difference. In high school, man, high school is just, you know, do okay. You know, enjoy your life. You don't have that much pressure on you. Play some sports, and then, boom, college hits you. It, it your mentality has to completely change. mm
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I would say, kind of what you touched on. You know, confidence comes from your experiences in the preparation leading up to, to when you play or whatever oh, yeah. endeavor you're in. And yeah. so, because you're focused on, you know, being the best at what you're doing, you have confidence within that. So I know you're not one to kind of like, um, you know, tout, but, you know, you had a really good career at UTSA mm-hmm. and wound up getting opportunities to, you know, work with NFL teams um, leading out, out of college. Can I talk, talk on that? You're also, um, all conference for uh, your conference for was it a couple years?
1: A couple years I was all conference, yeah, and uh, I was able to be um, kind of a captain leader uh, for special teams for a few years. I was able, you know, I had a I had a full career with no bad snaps, which is kind of my that's what I cared about the most. Yeah, you know, I, conference awards are when it comes to special teams are very political. They don't true. I don't think they truly highlight the best players in in the conference, and I I think you can prove that statistically. I, um, but when it comes to just kind of overall success, my my idea of a successful career is not messing up at your job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How many so, snaps was, was it?
1: God, I think it was five hundred something.
0: Five hundred snaps without a mess up. Yeah. That was, (laughs) that
1: was what I was most proud of. That was, um, and I had some close calls, don't get me wrong. You know, I had some, some situations that were definitely, you know, not everything's perfect. Right.
0: (laughs) You had some good, some good punters or kickers or placeholders. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And I I did. I, and you know, I was able, what helped a lot is I was able to snap to older guys starting off who were really helping me kind of get comfortable. And then whenever I transitioned to being the older guy, helped me be a leader. And so, um, like I said earlier, playing young, it's it is so beneficial because it builds, I think, confidence, leadership, kind of, you know, you're able to teach how it's done, right? And so, uh, yeah, I, I had a successful career, and it was, it was you know, the conference awards were, were nice, right? And I, you know, I'll I have them in my office with me. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm proud of them. But I was really proud of the fact that I, I never had a bad snap.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty incredible
1: i wasn't breaking any tackling records i can tell you that but
0: you uh, might <laughs> you might have, you might yeah, have wasn't uh, my,
1: that wasn't my first job
0: yeah you might have been the one who is the fastest long snapper to get down to the punter you know anytime yeah, you watch TV, that, that, dead sprint baby yeah, that's
1: uh no, no records are broken on that one i definitely uh, i was definitely third or fourth down there i was maybe the first because nobody blocked me uh, but uh uh and that at transitions what? into the NFL conversation pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Well, at what uh, point?
0: At what point did you uh, really understand that? Hey, I have an opportunity to actually be an NFL long snapper.
1: Um. You. So it's. Um. People start. You know. Like it's almost like when they put out the uh, the draft the uh, the mock drafts, right? People put out um, kind of their ranks for specialists, right? I was top three deep snapper coming out of college, and I was like, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> that's interesting um, what can I do to take advantage of this and so you know I got I had an agent contact me um, you know I put film together and I started going to pro camps and um, there, there's it's almost like the same thing for high school there's like this network of pro camps for deep snappers I'm like of course there is right <laughs> that just makes sense right and so I'm going to these <clears throat> these pro camps and when it comes to snapping, I'm winning, right? Like I'm one of the best guys out there. And uh, what what I was not best at once again was I was not the strongest and I was not the fastest. And um, that is ultimately what hurt me. And uh, so pro day comes around and I'll, dealing with adversity, I'll tell you one thing is going into pro day knowing you're going to be in the bottom percentage of strength and speed, right? How are you going to, do you own it? And you know, how are you going to overcome it? Are you, so I knew going into pro day, I got snapped really well. And so, um, I think, uh, I snapped amazing, but at the end of the day, I, my 40 was, man, I don't even want to tell you how slow it was.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, uh, <clears throat> That was, that was a big learning moment for me. It was, uh, you know, you've made it this far, you're a great deep snapper, but when it comes to speed and strength, you're just not there. And so was it sit and pout and, you know, just let it ruin your life? No. Like, all right, you know, I, I, I had an incredible career. I had the opportunity to just to say that people were looking at me for nfl fo- football i would have never I, to say it, i would have never guessed that as a freshman in high school or sophomore in high school i would have. if you would have told me what i was doing in college i would have told you i was at osu in a, you know at a frat or something just doing school right um it, But, you know, just sitting there being like, wow, you know, I actually got the opportunity to have an agent to be potential NFL, you know, deep snapper and to have coaches and scouts looking at me, talking to me. I would have never thought that was possible. And for me, I knew that I had um, really taken advantage of what I was good at. And when it came down to it, you, you know, I at the end of the day, I wasn't fast and strong and there's there's you can you can change stuff about yourself and make yourself there but i think a lot of it has to do with genetics it, especially when you get to the nfl you see those guys and they're they're freak athletes the guy that i play with marcus Davenport i mean guys like that those are nfl guys you know unicorns amongst college teams like to to be the guy on the d1 football team to stand out that's an average NFL player, right? That's not even the top guy. And, you know, and just for, I just, you know, him naturally just watching him lift and just kind of like get injured and be back in a month and a half after a pretty serious injury and already throwing up more weight than he was before he is injured. It's just kind of, you kind of realize there's genetics play a lot into what you're doing. Um, You can only go so far. Um, And for me, I think uh, I didn't get to my peak, but I think my peak probably wouldn't have been good enough for an NFL. And so I kind of just sat there and I was like, okay, am I, gonna, am I gonna sit here and just be sad about this that I didn't make it? Or am I just gonna say, okay, that was an amazing experience in my life. It's time to go to the next chapter. And that's, that's what I did. I was like, okay, football, gave it a couple tries, gave NFL a couple tries, it's time to go. I think I have a long life to live and to just kind of sit there and try to do something that I've, I've failed at a couple of times. I I needed to learn from that and then move on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I know some people say good.
0: Well, one thing I want to touch on real quick is that, you know, you had that, that season where you did really well after your senior year, got some opportunities to work out with some NFL guys and then ultimately decided that you didn't have, maybe the they wanted you to get a little stronger and whatnot. So before you decided to transition out, you said, instead of moping, uh, one thing I want to touch on is that you actually started working out consistently all the time. Like you started Mm -hmm. to gain muscle mass, like you were doing things to have another opportunity. So it wasn't like you just sat on your butt, like, okay, it's over, I'm done. It was like, okay, I'm gonna give another shot and I'm gonna see how well I can do here. I was gonna uh, make
1: sure that I I gave it my best for the last try and um i did i and i worked out and i worked out every day for you know two hours two and a half hours eat, ate right um and well you know and i was also working um my job that i have now while i was doing that um and i just made sure that the next time i go out and try i'm gonna be at what i think is my peak i think um I was, I think I could have been maybe a little bit stronger, but, uh, at the end of the day, you know, I only had really eight months to kind of get ready and I'd put on 25 pounds of muscle, I think at that point. So I'd really, you know, worked pretty hard to get to that point. And then after, <laughs> after doing all that and then getting there and, and, and trying out again and ultimately failing, it was like okay i i have no regrets at this point you know mm-hmm. i've i've tried my best i've uh, i've put it all in there put it all out there snapped great on my last last try and just didn't work out
0: yeah I can't, was it you know? was it fun getting that experience to go around and you know i mean some of the teams you're with working out Who who were they again
1: Oh, I didn't, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get to make it to any of the uh, rookie mini camps, which was kind of um, the goal. I was, you know, um, I was able to go to a couple uh, kind of special teams pro combines where you had these coaches. And um, we went to one in uh, Mobile, Alabama, and uh, there was plenty of, I think there was 24 teams out there with all the scouts. And then, um, you know, there's about the same amount for both of my pro days that I went to. And so um, I know I had some opportunities with some teams um, that were interested in me. Ultimately, they didn't pan out. Um, I think the, the goal was to get into a rookie mini camp And when the invites didn't come um, and man, seeing some of the kids that were invited, that invited guys that I would beat out snapping at camps that were getting invited to rookie mini camps. That was kind of an eye-opener to me. I was like, I'm not used to this, right? You know, camps I went to high school, I was the guy, right? And now these other guys and I just kind of questioning what's wrong with me and eventually I just kind of had to sit down and, and realize like, hey, you know, you're not, not the full package for the NFL. You tried your best to get there, but you're just not, that's not it. And so um, it, it saying I was done, the time when I said I was done, it, it was, it was almost relieving, right? And um, because mentally I knew I I tried my best, right? And I, I was I was no regrets. I wouldn't change anything, right? Um, I'm ha- I'm happy that I did what I did, and so that was a huge stress reliever, just to be like, you know, Matt, you you went out there, you gave it to y'all, you snapped great at the end of the day just not not the fit right and so it's time to 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 move on in life and i think ultimately sports taught me that right you know you fail 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 all right I, i failed let's go be successful right like let's learn from all these failures let's go be successful somewhere else or even in the same thing don't let the failures just ruin you right so um you know like being in the weight room as a freshman just you know technically failing, right, not being the strongest or not being the fastest, but it didn't stop me, right, and so I kind of had to take that into this next chapter, like, don't let the failure stop you, let's go, don't sit around and pout about it, that's never been you, (laughs) it's not what sports taught you, it's not what your family taught you, it's time time to move on, Um, and ultimately, I think uh, it was the best decision for me to just kind of let that one go.
0: Yeah. And, you know, one thing I want to honor your time, because I know you got to go here in a second, but um, you know, there's so much that we could probably touch on in terms of just, uh, you know, your relationship and and being married to to Lauren and whatnot. And then obviously your faith and how that's grown over time. But as we close here, I want to ask a few quick questions. Um, Do you have a favorite piece of advice that you've ever received that you'd like to share?
1: Man, I had a coach. I've had a couple people tell me this uh, before, but um, they'd always say you reap what you sow right um, And that could be in any context right That could be and you know if you do bad things, bad things will happen to you. if you put in the work though you'll see your success right um, you know you look you find what you're looking for almost right And so uh, you know at the end of the day it's true if you put the work in, you'll get the benefits. if you don't put the work in, you'll get the failure, right? And so um, and I think that's just, an you can apply that to anything in life. And I think that's the best advice is a broad advice, in my opinion. Um, something that can be applied to anything. So kind of the reap what you sow mentality um, is kind of what you have to take, into, in my opinion, into everything that you do. You know, you're not going to get out of it. You're not going to the work you put in is going to, which is what you're going to get out of it. And so uh, I think uh, that's probably one of the best things I've ever been told.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, This podcast is called building excellence. What does building excellence mean to you?
1: Um, I think building excellence is is being um, happy in your success. Uh, I think a lot of people can, can do great things in life and maybe not feel satisfied by them. I think, you, you know, Um, A lot of people tell me now is, you know, be happy in what you're doing. And I think to be excellent in something, it's kind of the combination of success and happiness, right? Um, You're doing something you love, you enjoy doing it, and you're being successful in it. And you're using that um, as a foundation for, you know, your life, your friendships, your faith, and um, just being excellent. (laughs) um, It just comes with, you know, your your overall mentality and happiness right i think uh a lot of people put emphasis on success and money in my opinion um i i don't agree with that i've met a lot of uh, wealthy people that aren't happy right um and so it's just being excellent in what you enjoy doing being successful in what you enjoy doing it doesn't matter what it gets you as long as it's making you happy and you're you're enjoying your life and your friendships and your family and um kind of just, you know, applying that to, you know, my marriage is just being excellent in my marriage, and that's just being happy and working hard and being dedicated, right, to my wife and to my, to our relationship, Um, that kind of shows a small part of excellence in my life, I I believe, and I think that was built by my faith in God, Um, and just kind of having that foundation. So at the end of the day, I just really think <laughs> if you're just doing what you love and you're finding success in it, I think that's what kind of defines your excellence.
0: Yeah, that's great stuff. Well, Matt, thanks for being on the show. And also just thanks for, it's been fun. Obviously, I talked earlier to watch you grow from, you know, a young middle school age kid into who you are now, and then to, to see the progression and what you've done and the faith that you have and, and to be a good husband, it, it really is it uh, definitely proud of you and excited for the rest of your career as you move into oil and gas or you've been in oil and gas now maybe we can do that another 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 time on another show (laughs) Yeah. but thanks Bailey. yeah thanks for doing this and really appreciate you coming on the show
1: i will say it's it's great to see where you are and what you're doing and um, your faith and obviously your amazing marriage with your wife and everything that you all are doing And the kind of the foundation that you've built, it's awesome to see. Something I I definitely look up to. So
0: Appreciate that. Appreciate you. Hey, everyone. It's Bailey Miles. Thanks again so much for tuning in. We hope you found value in the show. And if you enjoyed it, we would really appreciate you sharing the show with a friend, subscribing on Apple or Spotify podcast, writing a quick review, or leaving a five-star rating. When you do that, it really helps get the message out and allows more people to hear these stories and help them build excellence in their life, leadership, and legacy if you have any questions thoughts or ideas i'd love to hear from you you can reach out to me via email it's bailey at baileymiles.com follow us on social we're on all the different social platforms instagram facebook twitter and youtube or check out our website at baileymiles.com once again i'd love to hear from you so definitely do that and then thanks again for joining me on this journey and remember life begins at the end of your comfort zone